back to the Fully Content series on the Size Eyes podcast where I dive into content that I've listened to, watched, or interacted with in some way and my insights from it. This one is Jim Collins on the Tim Ferriss Show. So quick Google search, Jim Collins uh, is a researcher, author, speaker, consultant, business person, um, and he's focused on all those things on business management and company sustainability and growth. So straight from his bio there. But he doesn't do too many interviews, and Tim Ferriss was one of the few ones that he's done. And he's, I think he's been on there several times. So this was, I'll include the link to the actual show it was, but you know, this is from one of the times that he's been on there. <clears throat> so one of the things that, uh, there's a lot of notes that I took and a lot of things I won't even mention in this podcast, but just a lot of insights from listening to it. So one of the things that uh, he said was, language makes our world. Um, it's kind of obvious, but also not, right? Like, language makes our world and how we think, how we see the world, and what sort of frameworks that we view things as. And, and so that got me thinking about, okay, what's, what is culture then? Like, what really makes up culture? If language is a part of culture, so like, what are the aspects, other aspects of culture? And here's some things that I wrote down that are, I feel like, pretty holistic, that are pretty encompassing of culture. So language, cuisine, geography, religion, arts, business, history slash tradition, architecture, energy slash vibe, philosophy, activities, climate slash weather, education, sports, entertainment, music, infrastructure, fashion, technology, transportation, economy, values, beliefs, symbols, holidays, government, literature. Maybe there's more. Maybe these. Maybe there's a combination of these. Um, but I was looking, did a quick Google search, and like there doesn't seem to be too much content on like what is culture, at least on the first page. So maybe the stuff that actually is in depth is not doesn't have the best SEO. But you know, I, I think there's. Uh, I just made a note of this. Like, hey, I think this is something to develop as a thought further and to revisit. And like, what really makes up our culture? When we say nature and nurture, uh, part of nurture, and maybe part of nature too, is is culture. So, anyways, that was a digression from uh, something that Jim Collins said on the podcast. Another thing that he mentioned is, what is someone's conceptual vessel? This is one of the main questions he asks himself and maybe explicitly to other people a lot. And that's one of his takeaways, being an author, doing a lot of research, etc. What is someone's conceptual vessel? So sometimes language is that conceptual vessel. Sometimes hierarchies are, sometimes categories. So I listed a bunch of these as well for me of like, what are essentially what are ways that people think of things? Like, how do they think of them? So here's a list. Equations, hierarchies, categories, flywheels, shapes, quadrants, stories, process charts, organization charts, PowerPoints, 
spreadsheets, tables, documents, acronyms, mnemonics, tree branches, pictograms, pictures, drawings, numerical categorizations, radar charts, rubrics, spectrums, gr grids, dictionaries, um, hands-on, uh, financially. So essentially, it's like, what is the framework for someone viewing the world? What is their lens that they view things through? And that's a question that I've been asking myself. And in terms of communication, if I want to get something across, it's not just how I best understand it, but asking the question, how do they best understand it? And how can I relay the information in a way that they best understand? And that implicitly means what is their conceptual vessel? How can I distribute and organize the information that I'm about to share in a way that they will understand the best that is in most clo closely correlated to their conceptual vessel? And maybe part of it is they need to expand theirs. I need to expand mine, but that's part of growth. To expand our conceptual vessels to understand information in different ways. So, another insightful thought listening to Jim Collins. Another thing that he's learned about himself, a lesson that he shared, is be a lab rat for yourself. Experiment all day long. You can't be closed-minded to anything, really. If you're open to change, open to new experiences, then you're, then you're allowing space to learn, Right? One of the ways that I think about it is actions and contexts, these new experiences. Are you doing the same action within the same context? If so, that's you're staying within your comfort zone. But if you're doing the same action but within a new context, that's something new. And there's some growth that can be derived from that. And same thing with an existing action, uh, a new action within the same context. Some growth can be had in that as well. So think about how are you experimenting with your own life. And for me, that's impacted the way that I've coached as well, where I can speak to different experiences that other people may not have had and be like, hey, I've tried this and this works, or I've tried this and it doesn't work, but it may work for you, right? But I give them that data point. I give other people that data point through my own experiences. So be a lab rat for yourself. He also has this belief of uh, this pattern of rolling consistency where it's not just consistency, but it's rolling consistency. So when you think about a moving average or a rolling average, um, that's that concept, but with your habits and practices. So for him, I forget the exact thing, but I think over a year, he wants to spend a thousand hours of creativity in one year. So it, that may go up or down based off every day. You know, that comes out to about three hours of creativity a day. But he, you know, lo looks at it every week or every month and says, okay, I'm on pace right now. My rolling average has, is above 1,000, so I'm good. Or it's dipped below 1,000 now. So it's, it's dropping a little bit. And whether it's writing, whether it's creativity, whether it's physical activity, social media usage, um, financial use cases it's 
there's consistency, but if you take a, a go back a year, that's a really large large enough sample size to say, yeah, I'm doing this consistently or I'm not doing this consistently. And you'll see that that trend up or down. And it's, you're not confined to the day-to-day ups and downs of a financial or of a um, of your goal, right? So for example, like in trading, there's a lot of moving averages. There's like the 21-day moving average, a 50-day, maybe there's a 200-day moving average. Um, and those really tell the story of how the stock is going, of how the options are going. Same thing here, right? You'll see the overall trend, and you don't get really caught up in the minute-to-minute fluctuations that are happening. Something similar to this that he also talked about is that our days are normally distributed. And so we remember the outliers on either end of like the really high days or the really low days, and those are the ones that stick out. But it's the ones that are within the one standard standard deviation that make up the majority of our life. So if you can find the beauty within those plus or minus one standard deviation days, then that's a way to live a happy life. You're going to have those ups and downs, these stories and these moments that are amazing and torturous. But in the middle is the majority of our days. If you can be happy within those, then the rest will work itself out. Another thing that he mentioned is he likes to make a list of questions you wish other people asked you. Right, so it's like all these questions sometimes, all these answers that are information that's just sitting there in your brain, you wish like someone just asked you a question or the topic came up and you just like talk about it for 30 minutes, right? So he's like, all right, make a list of those questions you wish other people asked you and then ask other people those questions. So then you're being, you're taking the initiative there. Instead of waiting for someone to ask you, you ask those questions and then a lot of times, They'll share their response and you get some new insight and or they'll ask you, oh, what about you? And then you get to share. So it's like a win-win. You get to know someone, you get to listen to them, and also you get to answer something that is on your mind and you want to share. So then I asked myself the question of what are these questions for me? So then I'm just going to list a bunch of all these questions that I thought of when I was journaling about it. What lights you up? What things are you involved in now? What ideas are you ruminating on? Teach me something in a few minutes. Tell me an amazing story. What are your values? How are you feeling? Like really, how are you feeling? What's been on your mind? What do you want to process or integrate? What makes you, you? What habits and practices are you playing around with right now? What are your clinical trials or experiments? What events have you been to recently? What events are upcoming on your calendar? Who have you interacted with recently that you'd like to share about? What are your passions? What is your current icky guy? Who do I need to meet knowing what you know about me? What is a realization you've had recently? What have you unlearned recently? What are you feeling restless about? What's aligned and what's misaligned? Are you living in alignment with your vision? What content have you consumed recently that you resonated with? So these are questions I wish some people asked me. 
And I don't know if I have an amazing answer for them, but it's something that gets the juices flowing. And then this is probably the largest, biggest takeaway that I've had that stuck with me after watching and listening to this episode. And this is simple. It's a three-word phrase that has stuck with me. And then he said, Life is people. Life is people. We can get caught up in all these, you know, in work, our passion, in the materialistic side of the world, travel, all these sorts of things. But at the end of the day, life is people. It's our relationships, our family, our friends, our loved ones that really make us who we are, make us feel those certain emotions that we want to feel. If we want to create a business, it's, well, you're helping someone. So again, it's people. You want to hire someone and help you achieve that mission? It's people. Want to have kids? You know, probably can get that through people and you're going to be creating people, <laughs> right? Life is people. That's probably the biggest takeaway that I've had from this podcast. And so I highly recommend you watching, maybe reading some of Jim Collins' books. I haven't read any of it, but highly touted um, and highly regarded in in these industries. So Jim Collins is a great guy. Great conversation with Tim Ferriss on the Tim Ferriss Show and podcast. And yeah, these are my thoughts from that. So appreciate you listening to another episode of the Fully Content Series on the Size Eye Podcast. And I will see you all next time. Mm-hmm.